course, press record. So if you want to put yourself on mute, that would be marvellous and brilliant. Thank you very much, everyone. A few quick notices. Prayer group is meeting this Wednesday at eight o'clock on Zoom. So it'd be good to see you there if you can. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to take communion together. So I'll remind you later in the week that uh, we'll be doing that. But that's just uh, an idea about that. Easter Sunday, only five weeks away now. So I'm planning a service that's going to be good for anyone in the Neaton to come to and enjoy and benefit from. So there's going to be a poster put up outside the church this week and it's on our website already. So, uh, yeah, lots of people will know about it. Hopefully that's the idea. Now, something else really good and important. On Sunday, the 18th of April, we're hopefully going to return to using our building as an experiment again and just see what's going to happen to have a physical service again there. So that's going to be the 18th of April. Obviously, that might change if the government says it can't be, but that's what we're planning at the moment, to start back a fortnightly physical service on the 18th of April. You'll need to book in, of course, but I'll let you know much closer to the date who you'd need to book in with. I need to tell you something personal as well. Is that all right? Just nod your head. That's OK. I booked in to have a haircut towards the end of April. <laughs> that wasn't the reaction I was expecting. But anyway, my wild and unkempt look I've written here is going to come, an end, come to an end at the end of April. So I thought I'd let you know just so you can work up to it. OK, we're going to have breakout rooms at the very end. So if you want to stop and chat with some of the people, it'll be great to see you. OK, Fiona, over to you. Good morning, everybody. Um, we're going to start by singing Come Now is the Time to Worship. And really, it's just a reminder. It doesn't matter about the circumstances. Now is the time to worship. Now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. One day every tongue will confess you are God One day every knee will bow Still the greatest treasure remains for those Who gladly choose you now Come, now is the time to worship Come, now is the time to You are to worship. Come, just as you are before your throne. Come. Okay, following on from uh, Fiona's introduction, where she said, "You know, it doesn't matter the circumstances." I thought today we would pray some prayers of thanksgiving rather than complaining. So uh, here we go. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to meet together to worship and to be uplifted and encouraged by the hymns, readings of God and the preaching of the truth of it. We give thanks that despite everything going on around us, God's people are still meeting together. And there is a renewed interest in Christianity with, Christi with churches reporting lots of new people joining their services and Alpha courses having a good uptake. 
we give thanks that the COVID vaccination program is going well, with some almost 20, 000, 20 million already having had their first jab in this country, and the drop in reported cases and deaths that has followed. We give thanks for the love and support that we as a church family are able to give each other through the service, phone calls, cards and emails. We give, we give thanks. <coughs> Excuse me. We give thanks for the roadmap to normality. And we pray that the government will continue to move at the right pace, listening to all the advice available and making decisions based on facts rather than pressure. We give thanks that children and students are going back to their studies face to face and for the dedication of the teaching staff as they try to make things as normal as they can as they return and that all would do the right thing to remain safe. We give thanks for the dedication of the NHS staff as they continue to try and keep us healthy. The ambulance staff fire service and police as they keep us safe. The shop workers and pharmacy staff as they keep us fed and provide us with the medicines we need. We also give thanks for all the Christian ministers and their support staff who are ministering to the spiritual, emotional and physical needs of their own congregation, but also the wider community around them. With a special prayer for John and Jill as they look after us so well. Finally, we give thanks that in all the difficult circumstances we have seen around the world over the last 12 months, we can still have a sure and certain hope and trust that you, God, are still in control, that you still know what is the best for us, you know the end from the beginning, and we know that your plans are for our good, and we can trust you to show us the way forward as we put our faith in you. Just like to finish by sharing the uh, Lord's Prayer together. I don't know if you want to unmute. If you do, there'll be a little bit of a, a time lag, but it's uh, sometimes a bit special just to share things together. So if you want to unmute and aren't phased uh, by that, that's fine. If you uh, want to stay unmuted, that's fine as well. So let's share the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us, against us. and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thou art the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Paul. The next song we're going to uh, share is In Christ Alone. I was, it was the first one I, I thought of when I was preparing what we would sing today because with the hope of the vaccine and the hope that we see in spring flowers, God just reminded me that actually our hope is in Christ alone. Um, and it means that actually should everything else fall apart, that's okay because our hope is in Christ alone. Um, and if this is the only bit of one of the songs that you keep with you this week, that bit of truth um, is very powerful. Stone, this solid ground 
firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are still, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, through the truth of flesh, fullness of God in alone and what I want you to do next is find your Bible which I'm hoping is near and look up Psalm 136 and um, I have to say Paul you and I were in the same place um, or maybe God is trying to remind all of us that thanks is just so important. Now, while you've got that psalm open, we're going to sing, give thanks to the Lord, our, our God and King, because that is based on this psalm. Um, and then when we finished singing, what I would like you to do is take yourself off mute and not long wordy stuff but 
you can use the Bible or you can say thank you for something that's specific to you. But I would like us all to try and be involved. Zoom is not a very involved -y type thing, but, you know, if you can and if you feel able, it would be really good to just call out our prayers of thanks together after this. God, thank you that actually, if we were to stick with thanks, we could fill the rest of this time together because there is so much that you have given us. Thank you that in Christ alone, our hope is found. And we're now going to have um, the reading from Barbara. 
and thank you, God, for the faithfulness that John shows in including people who can't manage to, to join us on Zoom. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy, report or letters supposed to have come from us, saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things, and now you know that I am holding him back. And now I know what is holding him back, so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and the destroying by the splendour of his coming. The coming of lawlessness one will be accordant with the work of Satan, displayed in the kind of counterfeit miracles, signs and wonders, and every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and to be saved. For this reason, God sent them a powerful delusion so that they will be believing the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not been delivered the truth, believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness. But we ought always to thank God for you. Brothers, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teaching we pass on to you whether by word, mouth, or by letter. May the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the God our Father, who loved us, and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Jesus is coming again. The Bible encourages all to actively wait for him. We're not waiting aimlessly or bored. We're waiting with a purpose and in God's peace and power. Jesus is coming again. That fact is making a difference in my life. God is with me and with you by his Holy Spirit. But this world will also change in the coming years. Jesus is coming again. If you talk about any famous historical events, then people have different opinions about what really happened, depending on their perspective. I've got three quick things that you might think differently to me about or to other people, but that's OK. Did the First World War end badly? Here's a good one, a bit more contemporary. You don't need to take yourself off mute. Was Donald Trump a good president? Moving swiftly on, was traveling to the North Pole or the South Pole 
or the summit of Mount Everest, a bad idea because so many people have died doing it. If people discuss these things from history and have different opinions, then it's bound to be even more true, isn't it? That the things that haven't happened yet, people will really want to debate about and have ideas about and, and think about, they will just say, oh, wow, I'm sort of thinking this, but other person will think, well, that's just conjecture. Whereas someone else will think, oh, that's definitely gonna happen. Hopefully what I say today about Jesus' second coming isn't just going to puzzle you, but will encourage you. Jesus is coming again. Mankind is in rebellion towards God. We know that. The man of lawlessness, who is described in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, is in open rebellion to God. A similar term is also used in Isaiah and Daniel. There were lots of people in the 20th century who could be considered to be this distinctive person. It was probably the same in the previous 19 centuries. You don't need me to name any particular names, do you? You can think of them yourself. There have been some truly evil people on earth. There have been many who have openly opposed God. And rebellion against God isn't new. It began in the Garden of Eden, didn't it? People rebel against God when they put themselves first and not God. Have you ever thought that sometimes we are in secret rebellion against God? We prefer our own views, our own timetables and our own activities over what God is saying to us. We know that the believers in Thessalonica were having a truly horrible time while being persecuted for their faith in Jesus. And of course, it was happening in other towns and cities in the Roman Empire, too. At that time, many people worshipped Caesar as God with a small g. If you didn't, you were in trouble with the authorities. And as a Jesus follower, of course, how could you possibly worship Caesar? Caesar wasn't God. God is God. The Romans thought that Christians were traitors and despicable, so put them in prison and killed them without mercy. We all know that persecution is happening and around the world today. Some is on a state macro level where life for people is really terrible. And but it can equally be terrible just on a smaller micro level with our friends or our family or just people we know that just make a snide remark about what we say or what we believe in. It's going to get worse, isn't it? We've heard about the man of lawlessness and the evil that's going to happen in the future. If we stay as we are, we're not going to be thought of as tolerant people. We're going to be thought of as wrong for living the lives that we choose. We're not going to be liked. We might be persecuted by all kinds of people, the state, as well as people we know personally. In verse two of what Barbara read, Paul used a Greek word, salio, which suggests being agitated by the motion of the waves and the wind. Some of the Thessalonians were literally what we'd call all at sea. They had been driven from their moorings because of what was happening in their life. They were alarmed about their future. They were focused on Jesus's return that much that it was affecting their lives negatively in the present. Now, I know it's easy to be unbalanced by Jesus's second coming, either by not thinking about it at all and being ignorant or thinking about it too much and being fanatical about it. We're not meant to waste time about having a checklist of different things that we see happening in the world and think, oh yeah, Jesus' return is very soon now because now that's happened and this has happened. But we do need to be alert to the spiritual issues that we're facing. Jesus is coming again, and that gives us hope. Not alarm about what might happen before. Jesus is coming again. That gives us hope. Paul gives lots of practical advice, doesn't he, to the believers in the first century in the letters that he wrote. 
Here's some top class advice from Paul in Philippians 4, verse 8. I'm reading it from the Amplified. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honourable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, then continually think on these things. And this is the bit I like the most. Centre your mind on them and implant them in your heart. So my question is, are we going to focus on the man of lawlessness? Or are we going to focus on Jesus, who's going to totally obliterate the man of lawlessness just by his breath? Do we focus on the coming persecution or do we focus on God who promised to never leave us on our own? Do we focus on the valley of the shadow of death or do we focus on our shepherd? Psalm 27 is such a good psalm to read. It reminds us how the Lord is our light and our salvation. You might want to read it yourself. Maranatha is an Aramaic word that means the Lord is coming. And some of the early church used it as a greeting or as a prayer. And it reminded them, as I've said many times over the last few weeks and even today, Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. And this is a fact that can bring us hope in the coming months and years as we do see things get worse than what they are already. We can stand firm in life because Jesus is our strength. He is our light and our salvation. There is none like him. In whatever situations we're facing this week, whatever we're confronted with, Jesus is our hope. We can focus on Jesus. And that's what we should do. Fiona wants us to sing, my Jesus, my saviour. Again, it's focusing on Jesus saying, Lord, there is none like you. So whatever we face this week, maybe this is a good song to sing. Maybe Psalm 27 is also a good psalm to read as well. Of your mighty love. 
tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I sing for joy at the work of your hands. Forever I'll love you, forever I'll stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. I go into our church building at least a couple of times each week and I often look at that big photo of some of us in the entrance. Do you know the one I mean? Many of us have got smaller copies of it. I keep mine in my Bible. There it is, look. And then it's just easy to look at the people that are on it and remember, of course, the people that aren't on it and vote for them. Really easy. I know some of you use it a lot. At the bottom of that uh, smaller version, it says, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Ephesians 6, verse 18. Unlike some of you, I'm still meeting a lot of people regularly. Though, of course, just to add, it's in a physically distanced way. I don't go into people's houses. I don't get up close and personal. I stand at a good distance, but I have a natter and a chat. And I really enjoy it. It's great. Sometimes I ask people, can I pray for you? Sometimes I don't need to because it's very obvious how I can pray for them. And I get all kinds of answers. And they're all, all really good because people are at different stages of their life, aren't they? And have a range of positive desires in their lives. Paul the Apostle often says he is praying for the people who are receiving his letters. I think we're really fortunate in having many parts of those prayers that he actually wrote in the letters themselves. And like uh, Fiona was saying earlier, it's good to have the Bible with us as we pray because it really sort of gets us going and we can read accounts of what's happened in the past and just gives us insights we would just never, ever have if we just prayed without having the Bible. We know that uh, Paul and other leaders of the early church had really prayed for their people and, had, and did what Jesus said. And here are just three examples of prayer that Paul mentioned. First one is Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And what I want you to think about is if as I'm reading these, are these the kinds of prayers that you pray for the people that you can see on the screen or at least here on the telephone at the moment or for other people as well? So here's Romans 15 verse 13. Do you pray this sort of prayer for people? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you praying for people to have real hope? So it's necessary at the moment. How about Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 to 19? I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. 
wow, what a great prayer to pray for the Kim family or for Ian and Grace or Yvette and all these other people that I'm just looking at on the screen, that they would know the fullness of God in their lives. What a brilliant prayer to pray. How about one more? Philippians 1, 9 to 11. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. We want to carry on praying for people with physical needs, relationship needs, maybe needs for a new home, a new job or clarity in future plans for study or retirement even. But more and more, I want to be praying for people in the way that Paul prayed for the recipients of his letters, praying for hope, God's love, for purity and righteousness. The end of chapter two of two Thessalonians is a brilliant prayer that we can pray for each other. Bob read it for us. We've been given eternal encouragement and good hope. So Paul prays for extra encouragement and a strengthening in the good deeds and words that we do and speak. Remember, I know I've said it before and Paul said it as and uh, Nick said it as well. The Thessalonians were undergoing persecution. Paul doesn't say, oh, I pray that you're very careful and don't go out of your way to do things for God. Be careful how you speak about Jesus. He didn't pray anything like that. He said, I pray that God will strengthen you in your continuing good deeds and words. Sterizo is a Greek word for strengthen, and it means to give support to, firmly establish, or to solidly plant. Now, I don't go to Dobby's that much or nurseries, but I know from my dad and from my father-in-law and some of you good people as well, that if I'm gonna plant a plant, I have to think where do I put it? I have to put some fertilizer or some other good stuff, some manure or something in there to make it work. And then I've got to tread it down. So there we go. I'm just going to just in case you didn't know what treading down firmly look like. There I am just treading it down firmly. But, do you know, you've got to give it effort. You've got to tread it down firmly. And this is exactly the same word that Paul is using to the Thessalonians. He's saying, I don't want you to be all at sea. I know that you are. Remember how we said that briefly earlier? I don't want you to be agitated by your circumstances. I want you to be the complete opposite. I want you to be solidly and foundationally brilliant. I want you to know that God is with you. Here it is in the messenger, those two verses. So friends, take a firm stand, feet on the ground and head high. Keep a tight grip on what you were taught, whether in personal conversation or by our letter. May Jesus himself and God our Father who reached out in love and surprised you with gifts of an ending help and confidence, put a fresh heart in you, invigorate your work, enliven your speech. That's what we need, don't we, today. And for those that we pray for, Lord, will you invigorate Colin and Jerry to speak even more for you? Lord, for Jason, will you enliven her speech so that as she talks to her family and friends in this country and overseas, will she really say some things that are really encouraging to those that people know about? We need God more than ever, don't we? But we need each other to be praying these sorts of prayers as well. The last 11 months have been strange, but that doesn't stop us praying for people, really good prayers about hope and love and about our character. John Stott, who died nearly 10 years ago, he said, prayer is not a convenient device for imposing our will upon God or bending his will to ours, but the prescribed way of subordinating our will to us. One of our greatest needs, I think, is just like Psalm 27 says, that we want to live in God's presence and spend time in quietness with him. So we're molded in his likeness. We desperately need God's strength and his perspective in our life. 
God sees our physical needs and wants to help us with that. But let's all intentionally pray about our characters and that will all be firmly rooted and established in the things of God, not being tossed about on the things of this life. Jesus is coming again. Let's be ready for him. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you that we gain strength through being with you, through waiting on you and through sharing with others. Lord, whether this man of lawlessness comes in the next few months, in the next few years or not even in our lifetime. Lord, as your bride, we want to be ready for when you come. Lord, change our characters. Help us to see who we are in you. And Lord, we give our lives to you. Help us to pray for others as you would have us to pray for them. We ask all these things in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. So we're going to pray in a song now. Again, Fiona wants us to sing, Strength Will Rise As We Wait Upon the Lord. Okay, so we're going to try that again. We're just going to make sure we've got sound. Not sure why it didn't work, but here we go again. Okay. Ah, no tick boxes. Rises, we wait upon the Lord. We will wait. 
John, thank you. We do indeed look to God for our strength. Um, I just love the way the words of the songs, the words that John said, that Paul prayed, just all the words that come together this week. Um, and I pray that we will continue to sing those words in our hearts this week coming. Um, and to encourage us in that, let's sing all my days.
it feels like we've been able to get lots of songs in today, which lifts my heart um, and I hope it, it does yours. We're going to finish now with a really upbeat one. And I pray that however potato-like you feel sitting on your settee instead of jumping about at church, that you'll be able to perhaps just shift yourself a bit and maybe even do some clapping, oh my goodness, with God's saints of old. don't know when it will be but we do know that you are our hope we do know that you are the promise of the ages and while we wait god help us to glorify your name to do what you want us to do to listen to you and be obedient and be ready for when you come again amen amen Brilliant. So it's been great to meet together. 
you're very welcome. I've capitalized that, uppercased it, to stay and have a chat with other people if you want to. If you've got to go because you're boiling an egg or something, fully understand. But we'd rather you if you stay. So stay with us if you can. Have a chat with some people. And uh, about 20 seconds, we'll go into breakout rooms. But bye-bye if you need to go just now. It's been good to see you.